in the dark here because, like, I have l- literally zero internet other than my phone. Okay. Um, so I'm having I can't really look anything up at the moment. What are you trying to look up? Anything. I was actually just trying to look up a recap of the Daredevil episodes, but. Well, that'd be nice because that's what we're about to talk about. <laughs> because that was what I wanted to bring up. So I'm I'm recording right now. Hey everybody, this is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a new episode of Phoenix Down. Uh, this is Phoenix Down Intermission number thirteen. Yes, so you heard that right. Intermission. So I uh, I mentioned on the last show, and I've mentioned on the Twitter account that we are going to be playing through the World Ends with You, and we have been playing the World Ends with You, uh, and and I'm enjoying it for the most part. Um. And it's a game that I finally want, you know, I want to finish. You know, I've had this game for a long time. But we've decided to do something a little different. We're, we're going to go off the, uh, off the, the road here to, uh, to go into, uh, a different game. And, uh, we're trying to stay a little relevant as far as what's coming out soon. And uh, I had the bright idea to talk about um, a trailer that I had saw recently uh, for a game called The Witcher 3. Which, if you haven't seen it, everybody should go watch that trailer. Yeah. That trailer's got everything. But um, I saw The Witcher 3, and I saw that trailer, and I said, man, I think I really need to play that game. But there's a problem with that. I have never played The Witcher 1 or The Witcher 2. So, uh, on the N4G podcast, which is our parent podcast, um, uh, I mentioned that I haven't played those, and Ryan suggested that I play The Witcher 1 uh, on easy and uh, get the story. Uh, I have I own The Witcher 1 and Witcher 2, and I've put probably maybe two hours into the first Witcher and then I, it's it's a hard game to go back to. It really is. Um, it, you know, there's no uh, controller support for the game or anything like that, and it, it's very complex. Um, and I don't think I gave myself enough time to wrap my head around it. It's kind of funny because that's exactly the conversation we had when I started playing. I don't remember exactly when I started playing the first Witcher, but that was something we had talked about at that time. I was like, you know, I don't really want to start it because if I can't finish it now, I don't want to give up and then come back to it at some other point. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly what, what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start over anyway. So Yeah. So what we have decided to do is we're going to change up the formula a little bit. We are recording an intermission for you guys this week. But starting this week and through the weekend, we are going to be playing The Witcher 1 and talking about it for the next episode going live next week. They're called The Switcher. The Switcher. We're, doing, we're pulling a switcher. Man, you, you're good with these these little, these names and phrases that we use. You know, the year of the gear and the, the switcher. That's what we're going to call it, The Switcher. So we're pulling the old switcheroo. Uh, we are still going to talk about The World Ends With You. Uh, in fact, Matt and I have decided we are going to record uh, an episode uh, a, a, later on this week. But we're not going to release it 
until we need to. So whenever we have to fill in time and stuff like that, we have to uh, – we're going to release – instead of an intermission, we're going to release us talking about The World Ends With You. Uh, we're going to try to do our best to do it for three episodes. So in our off time, we're going to continue to play The World Ends With You, uh, record episodes when we need to. Uh, it should only take about three episodes, and uh, we'll release them when we need to. It, it won't be like the first episode will be a couple of weeks from now, and then the second episode will be four months down the line. We'll probably do something in between. What we'll probably do is take our time in between the Metal Gear episodes to just talk about it, because we are going to play through all the Metal Gear stuff. But... Me seeing The Witcher 3 and saying I really want to play that game made me want to play The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 2. Now, I don't know when we're going to play The Witcher 2. And not just at some point in the future, but like now. <laughs> yeah, like, because I really want to play The Witcher 3. <laughs> um, I don't think we're going to have enough time to cover The Witcher 2, but... I, I don't want to touch The Witcher 3 until after I've played the first two games. So. I agree. I mean, this this is a world, from what I know and the little I've experienced, it's worth taking the time to really wade into it and not like, oh, I'm going to rush through the first one to play the second one before I can get to the third one. Like, I, I don't want to rush this. Yeah. So I don't know when when we're going to fill all this stuff in, um, We're but we're going to try our best to. Um, I, I don't think we'll finish The Witcher 1 and then go immediately into The Witcher 2. In fact, I, I, we're going to go to Metal Gear Solid 3 because I think that a lot of people enjoy uh, our Metal Gear series and uh, want to hear us talk about it. Uh, and I'm actually really excited to go back to Metal Gear Solid 3 because I haven't played that in a long time. But uh, we are going to be covering The Witcher 1 uh, starting next week. I don't know how long it's going to take us. I have not looked at how long to beat. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know if this is exactly your plan, but I'm I'm following that suggestion pretty, you know, pretty to the letter here. And I, I plan on playing it on easy. I, I don't necessarily want to struggle with this game i just want to get to know the characters i want to get to know the world get to know the game and then you know then take the time and play the witcher 2 more as it was meant to be played yeah but playing the witcher 1 for me is basically in lieu of skipping it and reading about the story okay so here we go i'm looking at how long to be for the witcher uh it's claiming main story will take you around 38 and a half hours Holy yeah, uh, main story and uh, some extras, 46 hours. Completion is 65 hours. So uh, uh, 144 people were polled uh, when they rushed the game. As they said, it took them around 27 hours. Uh, but the average is uh, 38 hours to uh, finish The Witcher. So I don't know how many episodes that's going to take. But it's fine because I know Ken said he wanted all the time in the world to play Mortal Kombat, so now he gets some extra time. So Yeah, be careful what you ask for, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to explain this to him tomorrow, but that'll be all right. 
It's our show, damn it. And we can do whatever the fuck we want. I got free reign over this bitch. Well, we got some time to play with. I mean, top priority for me and for us, I think, is is the Metal Gear games before 5 comes out. Yeah. But we we have plenty of time. Yeah, we got like five months, so... An extra week or two here. I yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think that'll be. Nah, time nah. too much. No, nah, not at all. So, uh, but yeah, intermission show. I want to talk about a few things um, because uh, there was a thing that came out on Netflix um, Friday that I was um, I was looking at, but I didn't. I was like, eh, I'll, 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 I may watch it. Uh, and then I watched the first episode, and now I'm on episode 10. Um, and that is the new Marvel Daredevil show. Holy Which crap. That's a great like show. Trailer. It's fantastic, and you should definitely watch it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If you have Netflix, there is no reason why you should not watch Daredevil. Uh, that is how you do a superhero television show. In fact, I wish other uh, stuff would adopt that. And there's a reason why. is because since they're not syndicated on a television channel, they don't have to go through the fluff episodes. I mentioned this on Twitter, but it, it, it bears repeating here. I love The Flash. I think it's a great show, and it, it tells a great story, and they're doing a very, very good job with it. But it's still on the CW. And then you're going to have those episodes where it's a throwaway villain and, eh, you know, it's just, it's, it's an okay episode. It feels like a monster of the week kind of thing. It feels almost like filler, you know. And then you have to have the love triangles and all this other crap because it has to be somewhat kid friendly, you know. On Netflix, you don't have to do that. On Netflix, you're straight to the friggin' point. And that's what I love about Daredevil. I want to make a quick comment about that, though, because straight to the point, I find Netflix... So, m- let me back this up a little bit. Maybe the the way I'm looking at these things right now is because I am prepping s- still for NaNoWriMo this year. Mm-hmm. And lately, when I've been watching a lot of things, TV shows, movies... I pay. I've been paying a bit more attention to like the structure of the way the story unfolds, even more than say the characterization or the action or or any of the things that you you might normally think about. Right. And I find Netflix shows to be fascinating structurally because they're not dealing with ep- like episode ending cliffhangers because the show is sort of you know meant to be binged. Yeah. And they're not dealing with the mini cliffhangers that happen before each commercial because there are no commercials. So on one hand, yes, it's straight to the point. But on the other hand, shows like House of Cards and the other one that comes to mind is uh, Hemlock Grove. Okay. These two shows I don't think get straight to the point. They almost drag on and they have very weird pacing. You know, you might say it's, it's poor pacing. But, you know, it's almost just interesting because it's so different because it misses all those little rises and falls around commercials that it's sort of just they can take the time to delve into slow scenes. And those slow scenes can last 20 minutes, say, 
and not four or five minutes before the next commercial hits. So some of these shows, those two in particular, I find the structure to be very strange. But for Daredevil, I think the structure is fantastic because they kind of hold more to the one episode is, is sort of a story. Like, you know, each each episode sort of has a different focus. Right. Which I really like because I think that makes it very easy to binge because it doesn't have both the very slow structure of those other Netflix shows and it doesn't have the horribly repetitive structure on a lot of, like, a lot of the other crap that I watch is, like, crime procedurals. Uh-huh. And those sometimes are... are absurdly formulaic i think the most formulaic show and i don't mean that you can sort of predict what's happening but sort of like the show the glades not a terribly great show uh it's entertaining but that structure i've never seen a show with a more rigid structure where every episode starts with like two random people doing something random doesn't matter what they're doing three minutes later they stumble across a dead body then the credits roll. Then the next scene is everybody showing up on the on the crime scene. And, you know, every episode ends with, like, three minutes of them alone in a house and talking about feelings and relationship. And, and that show is, you know, I, I like the show. And if I were to watch it one episode a week, it, it's not bad. You know, it's entertaining. It's, it's fluff. There's no depth to it at all. But it's entertaining. But to binge that show is painful. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is painful to watch that show over and over because every episode, you're like, yeah, four minutes later, this is going to happen. Ten minutes later, this is going to happen. And what I, you know, I think what I like most about Daredevil is the way that they've structured these episodes. It's interesting how they handle it because Daredevil plays out almost like a very, very long movie. And like each episode, so you'll have the first episode. And then the second episode is basically like the next day as far as the timeline goes. In fact, as far as far as I know, to to episode ten, it feels like it's this this entire story has been told in a matter of maybe five, six days. It feels like. Um I now I could be wrong, but I mean it, it, there's always things like you you never forget about something. You know, like in a in a television show You'll have 20, 24 episodes or 28 episodes in a season, and you'll see somebody in like episode two, and then they'll go away, and then all of a sudden they surprise they showed up in episode 24. Remember me? Well, it, not in Daredevil, because in Daredevil you see everybody in the same episode and from episode to episode, and you still you know what's going on. You don't, you're not wondering, I wonder what Kingpin's doing right now. Well, I know what he's doing right now because he was doing something in the last episode, and he's still doing it now. You know, it's it, 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 the way they handle that stuff. It feels like, oh, he, you know, he got beat up in episode two, and he's still kind of beat up in episode four. Meaning, oh, this is probably a day or a two days later. Yeah. You know, and I, I really love that structure. It is so well done, and I want to see more rated R Marvel shit. I want to see more rated R superhero shit. Yeah, this is brutal. This is and, fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> There's some crazy stuff that happens in Daredevil. Do you know if the other three shows that they sort of have planned for this universe are all meant to be a similar tone? Or are they all going to be 
wildly different tones? I don't know, but I think they're going to be this. I have a feeling they're all going to be in the same vein as this. Um, Luke, Luke Cage, I guess, is more of an edgy hero. Um, and uh, I don't know much about Iron Fist. And I don't even know the other character that they're making. It's, it's, it's a woman, but I've, I've never heard. I don't know. I don't know Marvel really. M- most of what I know about Daredevil is from the 2003 Ben Affleck movie, <laughs> which is sad to say, but truth be told, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it right here. There was a rated R version of Daredevil, the movie that was way better than what we got in the theaters. Um, it explored it. What now? A director's cut. It was kind of like a director's cut or an unrated version. Um, they cut out a lot of the, the courtroom stuff, him being an actual lawyer. Uh, I don't know why, I guess because they wanted to make it more of a popcorn action flick, but it made the story a little bit better. It showed that he was actually, you know, a person rather than just a superhero. Um, I, I don't know why they cut it out and all that stuff. It had a lot, a lot of, he was defending Coolio. That's how they are. That's how old this movie is. He was defending Coolio who was on trial for murder. He knew that he didn't do it and he was trying to, trying to, find a not guilty verdict and that was what it mainly revolved around there was a few other scenes and stuff like that that they cut but um i actually liked that i watched that version i was like this is way better than than what we got in theaters so i don't know that's just me uh i like that character i like matt murdoch he he seems like a very good character um and i love his his relationship with foggy so it's fantastic. Like I, I haven't watched any of the other shows that are like Netflix originals or whatever. I know people love the oranges, the new black. And yeah. I mean, with that and house of cards, you know, they've set the bar fairly high for the quality of these shows. I think I've watched probably two or three episodes of house of cards and it didn't grab me at all. Yeah. I, see, I mean, I think it's very good. But I don't know how exactly to recommend it to people. It's sort of like the show Downton Abbey. If uh-huh. I start to talk about it, like I start to turn myself off from the show. <laughs> well, like when I'm watching it, I love it. But neither of them are the type of things where I can, I can say like this is why it's so good. Other than saying you know it's really good acting, and and you know and, and the characters feel very real. Other than that, I can't, you know, they're, they're not action shows and they're, yeah, they're drama, but you know, it's a bit ridiculous. You know, there, there's something about Kevin Spacey in, in that, that is just fascinating. I, I always thought that it was very clever how he, he talks to the camera. He talks to the viewer, basically yeah. in his own thoughts. Um, I always thought that was very clever. And I, I don't, for some reason, I just like, I'm sure I could go back to it and try to get into it. And I, maybe I even would, but, um, I just, I don't know. It never grabbed me. I've never watched Orange is the New Black. So I know people clamor over that like crazy. I mean, I, I don't know of too many shows where I dislike the main character more 
Then in Orange is the New Black. But it it it's a it's a fun ride. Are you supposed to dislike the main character? I'm not sure. Okay. That's where my only hesitation with that show comes in. Is that I I can't tell really if I'm supposed to be sympathetic to her or you know if I think that the mess that she's in and you know she's living the life that she created for herself and I don't necessarily feel bad for her. So I I kind of straddle that line. Uh-huh. And if that's what you're going for, then that's awesome. But, I, you know, I, I don't know that that's true, and it may just be my reaction to it. I don't know. So give me, the give me like, the, the, the few-sentence synopsis of, of Orange is the New Black. I, a woman goes to prison? Yeah, I mean, she's kind of like a, an uppity. She's from a, you know, a rather well-to-do family. She's engaged to Jason Biggs. Okay. Um, and she goes into prison, and all these things are dredged up. She she goes into prison for something that she did before. It was nonviolent. I think she was just trafficking some drugs for her girlfriend at the time. And so she goes to prison, and it's kind of weird because it's not like you killed the person you deserve to go to prison. So she's like, ah, eh, I mean, I guess I'll just go and do my time. And and it, you know, I if I were to say the one thing that's int- most interesting. It, it's maybe that, you know, it's supposed to be her psychological change of, at first, she's basically just there, like, yeah, I'm, I'm better than all the people here. I don't belong here. You know, I'm just going to lay low, serve my time, and then I'm going to get out and go back to my normal, you know, good life. But then she sort of, like, gets enmeshed in, in the society in prison, and, and it changes her. Um, and it's... I don't want to say it's a good character arc because, again, I, I, you know, I don't. It doesn't. It's not like you have this 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 feeling of redemption. At least not yet. It, you know, it's not that she started off aloof and then she she was brought down to the, the common person's level right. and then she realized you know realized how how evil she used to be or, or whatnot. But you know, it's it's a bit more gray than that. Hmm. Uh, but it's just sort of that she makes a lot of the, her own problems, so it's hard to feel bad for her, in in my opinion. I, I, and again, I don't know if that's what they're going for or not. But you know, sometimes I look at her and I'm like, whether or not you deserve to be in jail, you're not a good person, so I don't care what happens to you. Yeah. yeah. But you know, nonetheless, it you know it's interesting. Right. The um, the only other show I really pay attention to now is uh. I mean, obviously, I watched The Flash. I, I I tried to get into Supernatural, but they are oh, they're running that into the fucking ground, dude. I'm so done with that show. Oh, that's too bad because I I don't think I even made it anywhere near as far as you did. I, yeah, I, I, I love that show, but I I do I, too for a while, and I haven't felt that impetus to go back to it. Mainly because I hear things like that, like, eh, it's not that good anymore. They just they they're they're I don't know their end game. It's like you know they're on season ten. I'm pretty sure they got picked up for season eleven. If they they don't end it at season eleven, they're doing something majorly wrong. Yeah, it's kind of sad that the show's success might be its downfall. Yeah, because early on that show was tight, and you know whatever the first arc was at the end of season three. 
three or four, they had a real big ending, and then they continued on. And at that point, it's like, yeah, the show almost feels like it doesn't have a reason to exist. But but as they kept making episodes, they were still at a high enough quality that the show was still good. So I'm like, all right, the story may maybe is over, but you know, a new story has started. Yeah. But if, if they can't maintain that level. You know, it, it is going to get kind of run down and, you know, and then the kind of the whole value of the series gets degraded a little bit. Yeah, that's that's my biggest thing was that when I went back and, and uh, kind of binged a lot of uh, Supernatural, um, the first season was kind of introductory. You know, they're, they're learning characters and stuff like that, whatever. Monster of the Week stuff is going to happen. But when season two started, holy shit, they just, I mean, they went straight into it. You know, they were, they're like, okay, this is the bad guy. This is what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, in season three, they continued it. Season four came to a head and then season five, they ended it. You know, that was, that was the thing at the end of season five, they could have ended the show there and it would have been a perfectly fine ending to a fantastic show. You said they planned to, for season five to end to be the ending. When they ended that story, that was all they had initially planned, and then they got picked up, and they're like, "All right, I guess we'll keep making more episodes." Yeah, and season six was kind of. We don't know why we're doing this, but okay. Season seven was god awful. <laughs> season seven had some of the the coolest episodes, like there was that the one where they went to the real world, which I thought was is one of the best episodes they've ever done. The one where they're playing themselves, yeah, like a TV show, yeah, where they where where they travel through another dimension, yeah. and they're themselves. They're Jensen Eccles and uh, what's the other one's name? Uh, Jared Pilecki. Yeah, I, I mean, and they are them, uh, but they don't they 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 don't realize it. Uh, that's one of the best episodes they've ever had, and that was I, in the worst season. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of some of the later X Files episodes. Yeah, where they just got kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm trying to imagine like the one of the most goofiest episodes of the X Files was when they went into the video game <laughs> and had to fight the 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 enemy AI that was in there to killing people yeah. and stuff like that. But I mean that, that that's the thing is like they kind of embraced the goofiness. Now don't get me wrong, like uh, Supernatural's always been kind of a Serious comedy, yeah, a little tongue in cheek. Yeah, but but they really went f- full on in season like six and seven. Season eight, it picked back up. Holy crap! They 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 did a great job of season eight. It was you know it's they 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 had a purpose again. You know, in season nine, they they kind of finished that again. So they had yet another ending. Kinda, you know. I mean, they obviously left it open. In season ten, it's like they're wandering around, not knowing what the hell they're doing. I just like, you know, I mean, it's not. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but Dean's got something on. Dean is cursed, and they need to figure out a way to get the curse lifted. And they have yet to find it. They've they've done this whole runaround where the first few episodes of season ten was like okay we got to figure out what this curse is and how to get it off of you, and then the next five or six episodes was monster of the week shit again, and I'm like this is 
boring. Get back to a friggin' story. And now they're trying to get back to the, oh, we got to get this curse off of you again. I mean, I'm still watching it, but at the same time, I'm just like, it's the novelty because I've watched all, all the seasons on Netflix. So I was following it along. Now I'm watching them live when they air. And most people who listen to the show know I watch most of my live television at my parents' house because I don't have television. So dad, my dad has been watching supernatural with me. He he's, he's watched the flash from the beginning. So he understands that you try and take a man who has never seen a single episode of supernatural, drop him in, in season 10. And and I find it so fascinating just to watch my dad watch the show because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. He doesn't know who these people are. He can't remember half the people. I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm trying to explain it. And that that's kind of a novelty for me, and that's why I keep watching it. So it's uh, – I don't know. But yeah, like, 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 like you've said and like I've said whenever I watched it, anybody out there who is listening, if you have Netflix, watch watch Daredevil for certain. But if you haven't seen Supernatural, watch the first five seasons at least. That's some I, I of the, that's some like, of the best fucking television I've ever seen. Yeah, I still think it's the tightest mythology. It is. All that stuff ties in together, and it all feels right. Yeah, it all comes full circle at the end of the season five. That's the thing is like they 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 have everything from the very first friggin' episode comes together and ends. I mean they they, they did they did it perfectly. It was fantastic. And most shows would be lucky to get five seasons. Exactly. And That's, to be able to go out the way you want to go out and not because you got canceled two seasons before the end. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. But yeah, Supernatural. God, I love that show. I really did. It's right up there with like Lost for me. Lost is like my all time favorite. They 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 did a. f I, I fucking love Lost. Yeah, Lost isn't my number one favorite, but it's certainly up there. And as far as experiences go, that that probably is number one. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a show where I mean that that show is the reason I bought a high def TV, or at least the reason we got high def cable for the TV. You know, and that was the show where we would have big parties every week, and uh, you know, just the water cooler talk that that show generated. Yeah. The, it was an experience. That was a thing. You know, people sharing their, their tales and their theories and stuff like that. And it was great. That, that was, that was a great time for television for me. I mean, point that I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, but I was either, we were at some point. So we used to have a bar that would like sponsor just, they, they must've got a lot of shit for free. Because they would, this bar would have a radio station come in, and the radio station just had all these free giveaways. And they, you know, they would do stupid things like they set Wii Baseball up in the bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever, you had 10 tries. If you hit eight or more homers, you could get any free thing you wanted off the table. Um, one of the, my favorite things that I got there was The Watchmen, the full graphic novel. Just like, hey, you can have that because you hit eight home runs in Wii Baseball. Huh. Like, shit. It's like CDs and DVDs all over the place. And all that was awesome. But 
while we were maybe season three, season four of Lost, like right in, you know, the peak of it, really. They did a Lost trivia night. And so it ended up like we got to the finals and there were three of us in the finals of Lost trivia. (laughs) We had answered all these questions and it ended up me and one of my buddies and then a random person were at like the final table for Lost trivia. And then the final question is, here's your piece of paper, write down the names of as many lost characters as you can. That's how we're going to do the tiebreaker. And uh, it was kind of ridiculous because to this day, I only lost because my friend cheated. <laughs> um, he just starts writing, you know, writing random names down there, Tom, Dick, and Harry. And they, they read them off at the end. They're like, yep, you have more names. You win. And so I'm like, there's bullshit. Who is that character? And he's like, how do you know there wasn't somebody named Tom in the tail end of that plane? I'm like, this is nonsense. You're a cheater. <laughs> and like, I mean, that it was the kind of thing. Like, we were passionate about that show. It was, yeah. it was fun. I was... And to spite me, he just used those DVDs as coasters. <laughs> the um, that, that was another thing I... I, I... My mom, yeah, I, you you gotta understand. A lot of my television revolves around my parents because obviously I don't have television, uh, which is a mistake on my part. But at the same time, I'm not paying eighty bucks a fucking month to to watch two shows. So, yeah. I'll, I'll take Netflix's uh, monthly cost for the number of shows that they put out for me. Exactly. So and it, and it gives me it gives me a reason to see my parents. You know, I'm 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 real close to my parents and you know they their their baby boy has grown up and moved away from me. Granted not that far away, but he's not he's not at home every day. So A, I get to spend time with my parents. B, I get free fucking food. And C, I get to watch the television shows I want to watch. So Lost was one of those things where I, I, I mean, I was still in, I think I had just graduated high school. So I was still at home when Lost started. Um, and I didn't watch the first episode because I, I, at the time I was busy getting ready for college and all this other stuff. Uh, but my mom watched it and she said, Drew, you need to watch the show. And I'm like, all right. So I started watching it became fucking addicted and that was the thing was like uh, even whenever i moved out i would still drive 40 minutes home every tuesday because i think lost came on mondays or it might have been wednesdays i can't remember but every every monday she would record it she she like back then you know i didn't have a dvr so she had an old school vcr so she would record lost episodes wouldn't watch them until I was with her and huh. we, we watched them together. Cause that was the thing. It was like, you know, I don't want you to know, you know, we don't want each other to know what's going to happen, you know? So, um, and that was the thing. It was like, you know, I'd go over, you know, I, I'd get off work. I'd drive, I'd drive to my parents' place. We'd watch Lost. We'd discuss, you know, it was crazy. That was, that was a great time for television for me. I haven't, I I haven't seen a show like that since. Yeah, certainly I haven't either. 
So you say Lost is probably not your favorite television show. What would you say is your favorite television show? I mean, hands down, it's no question for me. Stargate SG-1 is my favorite. I've never watched it. I have watched all ten seasons at least three times each. Jesus. And all the seasons of Stargate Atlantis a couple times each. I just, I never could get into Stargate. You know, I watched the movie. Okay. And I just, like, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I get... It's something for me, like, I I do appreciate the way, I'll say that the first thing I really loved about it was the way that the movie existed, and it was its own thing. And then the show just came up and pulled the curtain back over the, you know, the first few seasons. Like, that thing that you thought that was world-ending, world-changing, was just a very small part of this crazy intergalactic struggle. And uh, that the way that it just kept building the stakes and, and, and changing things, I really appreciated. Not, you know, for me, it's the perfect blend of action and comedy and sci-fi and just sort of all these different things. And it, it just strikes a good balance of them for me. Hmm. And it, it was pretty much just that. I mean, it, it, I just I enjoyed watching each episode. And not only that, but there are a whole lot of episodes. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, I have an issue with sci-fi television shows at times. I was... Any issues with them? I I have a ton of them. I mean, that that was the thing. Like, I I, I was a big fan of of Warehouse 13. You know, I did. It's dumb, it's goofy. But for some reason, I got into it. For comedy end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but as far as for my ideal balance, that was skewed too much. Yeah, I, the the thing that I liked the most about the show was that the fact that they used like real world stuff that was basically cursed. You know, that that was what I liked about it. It reminded me of Friday the Thirteenth, the series, and like I watched that when I was a little kid. Um. Like I think I've explained this before, but Friday the Thirteenth the series had nothing to do with Jason Voorhees. <laughs> it it was about these guys who ran this antique uh, shop, and they went and found cursed items and brought them back to the shop to add to the collection, kind of thing. So it was kind of like that. I think you mentioned that before, which I think made me mention something else, but I don't remember if I ever did. So, did you ever watch the miniseries called The Lost Room? No. Yeah, I don't want to say that it's similar, but it deals with common everyday items having these weird supernatural properties. But it's much more contained where they give you an answer in the end that sort of is, you know, it's not just a thing that goes on forever. It's It's... Something happened that caused all of these, you know, and there's only maybe 20 or 30 items in the world that have these weird abilities. Right. And it's sort of like behind, like most people don't even know these exist, but, you know, some people are are, are, are bending the world to their, their whims based on the this, this strange, unique 
attributes of these common items. Like one of them is a comb, one of them is like a wristwatch, and like each one does something unique. And uh, it's sort of that mixed with a bit of a cop story. Like okay. the main character is, I think he's a cop or a detective of some sort. When did this come on? Uh, two thousands, early two thousands, maybe early two thousands, okay. early to mid. Um, and it's only it's a three episode miniseries, so it's it's not terribly long. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I thought it was pretty interesting, and it's it's one that nobody talks about. Yeah, like the, the but it, but it did have an ending, kind of thing. Yeah, well, it, it had a bit of a soft ending because. I think they were trying to pitch it as if this miniseries does well. We're like a make television a show. And then I, it, they decided not to for whatever reason. Right. It's kind of like, so, uh, what, what was it? It was like a series of like, I think sci-fi movies or something like that. The Librarian. And then they made a television series out of it. Yeah, sort of the ripoff of uh, National Treasure. Yeah, which is a ripoff of Indiana Jones. <laughs> So I don't know. Um, Which I think is it's kind of a universal truth in sci-fi. Once you start making clones of clones, inevitably the quality goes down. Oh yeah, as you know, it's whatever. It's just that you know there, there's there's a few shows that I hold dear to my heart that never really made it. Uh, Fast Lane's one of them. Uh, it was a wannabe Fast and the Furious television show. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, you know, this came on during the peak of my teenage years and I was like, Oh, I want, I totally want to, want to watch fast lane. It was lame when I go back and look at it, but I still love it. Yeah. There's a lot of show. There was one real short lived show that I spent a long time trying to find. And then I finally did watch the pilot and I, I couldn't believe that I ever liked it. What was it? It was, I think it was just called Viper. Viper, as in like the 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 guy that drove the the the, the like gray Viper, Batmobile. Yeah, I remember Viper. Yeah, I remember loving that when it came on. It, oh, I mean, that was when we were kids. <laughs> clearly, didn't last long, and then I finally did rewatch the pilot, and I'm like, man, this is bad. I'm pretty sure Viper lasted at least two or three seasons. Two or three. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it was. The he got a new car in the second season. <laughs> I, I do remember Viper. Uh, the, the the show that I wish continued uh, that that never did was, uh, and I've mentioned it on here before, was Brimstone, which is it's sad that they didn't continue that show. Um, it had a fucking amazing premise, but the problem was it came on fucking Fox. Oh yeah, and we all know how Fox does with their stuff. So it's. God, Brimstone was had such a great concept. It was basically Spawn, you know. It was kind of a, it was a bit of a rip off of Spawn, but it, it had a structure that I really liked. Um, and it only lasted a season. It was sad. I like, and it, that was like whenever I was like, God, I think it came out in '99, so I was probably about 15 when that show came on. But it was one of those things, you know, when, when you're 15, you see something kind of edgy, at the same time a little supernatural. And I was like, ah, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? I got really into it. Uh, but it didn't last, unfortunately. Had a great villain who was also like, it was Satan, basically. Satan was played by, uh, uh, God, John Glover, the guy who played, um, 
uh, Lionel Luther in uh, Smallville, Lex Luthor's dad. Uh, he played Satan. It's great. It was a great show. I think you can actually find it on YouTube, like the entire season. Entire se- yeah, I think so. It was a, a few years ago when I went back and watched it again. But yeah, there's there's always been those shows that I wish made it. But, you know, never happened. Yeah. What do you think about... I, I'm not sure you've seen the show 24. Yeah. And the fact that they, uh, they, they came out and did that sort of mini-season as sort of like a one-off. The newest one, that... Live another day, die another day. I, well, I, I, I will be honest with you. I've never seen an episode of Twenty Four. I, I know the show. Like you know, it was it was a fucking phenomenon back whenever it came on. Uh, I've been told I need to watch it, but I never have. Um, it, it's another one like Smallville that I would say if you watch the first two or three seasons you might be better served finding a reason not to watch the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's only so many times the world can be threatened. Jack Bauer saves the day before it starts to get a little repetitive. Yeah. And whether that's two seasons for you or four seasons for you, at some point I think it just gets a bit stale. Uh-huh. Which is, and, and this is my question, I thought it was really interesting that after the show ended, they came back a couple years later and had a new like miniseries, basically, as just a follow-up saying, you know, we're not going to commit to the show full time again. I mean, it did run its course, but people still want more. So we're going to give them, you know, not a movie, but not a, a new series, but you know, here's your, your long mini series or short season, however you want to call it. And right. tell one good story and wrap it up. I mean, that is an approach that I, I think would be cool if they did that for more shows. That's a fantastic approach. And they did it with an, one show that I, I absolutely love. I adore it. And I've mentioned it before too. And that's Harper's Island. Uh, it, it used to be on Netflix. I, I, I don't think it's there anymore. I, you can always check, but Harper's Island was a show. I think it came on in like 2000, nine or 2010. I can't remember, but it was, it was planned to be a 12 season show period. That was it. And they, that's how they, that's how they completely did it. It was, was a 12 season show or a 12 episode, 12, show? 12 episode show. Excuse me. That's, that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, that is a huge difference. Um, but it was planned just to be a, like it, not necessarily a mini series because each episode was an hour long. Um, in fact, it had Bobby in it uh, from Supernatural. Uh, he played uh, the sheriff of the town. Yeah, it was what it was like a summer series, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was it was made exclusively for when nothing else is on television. Sort of uh, like under the dome. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, you know, it, it wrapped it up at the end. I. <laughs> It's hard. Like I've I've watched that. I watched it once when it came on. I watched it again with my ex, and I watched it again with my buddy. Uh, so I've watched it three times. Um, but how they handled this murder mystery, it felt kind of it, it felt like a slasher film, but then it also felt like a mystery 
at the same time, who is this killer? Who, the, who is going around killing these people? Multiple plot twists, stuff like that. And it all wrapped up pretty well. I think the ending was a little bit of a cop-out, but whatever. That's, that's okay. But I fucking loved it. And I think it was partially because of that structure. Every episode, somebody was going to die. You know, the, you, you had about, you had maybe 12, 13, 14 main characters. They explored those characters relatively well. And you didn't know who the hell the killer was. You know, that was the thing. It was like, who the hell is going around killing these people? And that, that was, that was what was so great about it. You know, you, you, you knew what was going to happen. You, you, you knew somebody's going to die. You don't know who. You know that they're going to reveal something, but then leave you with questions. And the last, like, the, I'd say, uh, apart from the last episode, the last episode was where the cop out happened. But the the like three episodes leading up to that was fucking great. It really was. I, I highly suggest Harper's Island to people, just because of how unique it really was. Yeah, I would second that. I watched that a year or two ago on your recommendation. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I mean the you know the ending is eh, um, but it, you know it, it it served its purpose. It it kept me entertained for those twelve weeks when nothing else was on. You know, I was excited to see what the hell was going to happen next. So um, I don't know. Like like I said, I don't know if it's on Netflix anymore, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. I know they released it on DVD, and it had a lot of actors that. Hadn't broken out of the mold just yet. Like, there's a few actors in there that I've seen in tons of other things uh, since then. So, uh, but yeah, I'd say give that a shot. Um, I don't know any other any other shows I was big into. I was I was I you know it, originally. Um, like when the X-Files first came on, I was still kind of a kid. So it, it, like some of the shit that was on there was kind of freaky, creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. But when I got like, you know, 13, 14, I was like, eh, this is all right. And I started watching it. That was when they got kind of goofy with it. What was the recent announcement? Are they doing a new show or just a new movie? I think they're doing – they're bringing back a season of yeah, the X-Files. So, yeah. Do you think it's going to be structured more like Harper's Island or Live Another Day? Or do you think it's going to be an, an ongoing thing with like a full season structure? I, I don't know. But I think if they handled it like Harper's Island, I would totally be on board with that. Yeah, I think it's a it, it's a great candidate. You could tell some good stories in that universe, you know, with with that mythology and everything that's been built up over those seasons, and you could tell a good, engaging one season story for sure. Yeah, I'd... also I would really love to see a Telltale X Files game. That would be interesting. I that that I've never put those two together, but yeah. I hadn't, but I was just thinking about how bad the PS1 X-Files game is that I have. <laughs> That's a fucking terrible game. <laughs> is it an action game? No, it is like a static image, point and click. Try and find some stuff and try and interact your tool with something else. And oh, God. Yeah, that it's, it's very easy to get stuck in that game. Hmm. 
Nah, I, uh, yeah, that's, um, oof. I've never, uh, I've never actually went back. I, I'll tell you one, a show that I, I watched, um, and I, I've mentioned it before, even in, in podcasts and, and, and then, uh, and even in a review that I did recently was, uh, the Night Stalker. Did you ever watch the Night Stalker? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it was in the seventies and that was basically the X-Files before the X-Files. So it was about this guy who was a reporter and, uh, he ran into like vampires and werewolves and shit like that. Um, and he talked about it. Of course, nobody believed him because, you know, cause it's, it's supernatural shit. But that was like the beginning of, uh, you, you know, when I was a kid, you know, like a young kid, I had to watch what my parents watched, you know, and, uh, that's the thing nowadays. Nowadays, you don't see reruns of old shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's weird. Like, my, I haven't watched normal broadcast TV in so long. Like, I have not seen a rerun. The only time I see reruns are when I'm at work, actually. There's a TV in, like, the, the lunch area. Right. That's literally the only time I see reruns of anything. But that's the thing is, like, they don't really play old-school reruns anymore. Like... You know, that those are like exclusively for like TV land and shit like that. Like perfect example. When I was a kid, you do not believe you, you would not believe how big of a fan I was of Batman. And I'm not talking about Batman the animated series. I'm talking about nineteen sixty six fucking Batman. Old school Adam West shit. And mm-hmm. you're thinking, Well, how did you watch Batman? You weren't around in the sixties. No, I wasn't. But in the late eighties and early nineties, they played those fucking shows. You don't see that anymore. You know, you wouldn't see you you, you wouldn't see Batman on on television anymore. You wouldn't see, I don't know, the Night Stalker or hey, you wouldn't even see old episodes of the X Files. You know, they, they they just don't they don't show old television shows anymore like they used to. Well, they don't show them, or they've been relegated to other channels. I think that that may be what happened, but to, where the hell could I, all right, at any given moment, where the hell could I find an old episode of, of the X-Files somewhere? You can't. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like, you, you, the, the, like even with the, the channels that are specifically for that, like I know there's a, a channel called Chiller, which shows kind of, they show old, like older episodes of like criminal minds and, uh, I don't know, a special victims unit or something or, or something like that. But as far as like older shows go, you don't see that anymore. I mean, like mash is a perfect example. I saw a shit ton of mash when I was a kid. Yeah. My dad loves that show. And you, where the hell could you find an episode of mash nowadays? You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, is that is that what is that what our is that what television has become now? Is trying to resell you that stuff instead of showing it again? You know, is it, like you don't see it's, it's very rare. Like the, the WGN or I don't know what the channel is now, but uh, like the CW, um, like before I watched the CW f- for the Flash and stuff like that. They they have old episodes of like Sanford and Son and I don't know um 
uh, Barney Miller. I don't know if you even know what Barney Miller is. Um, it was like a, it was like a comedy cop comedy. Um, these are shows that came on like in the, in the seventies and like you rarely see that stuff nowadays. It, well, we're right at the cusp of where, I mean, it, it is still different, but it, we are on the cusp of being able to get what channels want at least. Now, do, do those channels eventually have their own on-demand selection that would include this stuff? Maybe. So, you know, maybe maybe Chiller, 10 years from now, you just buy the Chiller channel, and that's got, you know, all the old SVUs and maybe the X-Files and whatever. And maybe maybe that's how you get access to it. But, again, the problem there is it's going to be fleeting licenses. So 10 years from now, maybe they have that license. 12 years from now, maybe it's gone. Yeah, and so it's it, there's no easy way to watch what you want to watch if that's a, a thing that you want to do. Yeah, that's I think that's one of the issues that they have nowadays is that licenses have ran out. You know, that's it, it's weird because you know, like I, I watch stuff in the late '80s and early '90s that came on in the '70s. You don't see that anymore. It's not like I can turn on a television and immediately find something from you know 1999 anymore. Yeah, it's, it's it's weird how they handle that stuff nowadays. You know, like I grew up on 1966 Batman. You know, every every day, you know, that was the thing. I'd come home from school, I'd sit down, you know, eat a snack and watch, you know, Batman punching a guy and pow and bang and shit like that. You know, that was stuff that like my mom grew up with. And that that that's this it's weird. You know, they don't you know you don't you don't see that stuff anymore. Yeah. This, I mean, yeah. I'm like, I'm at a point where at least I would say for the last year, maybe a couple of years, I don't really seek out individual shows. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's because Netflix is what I have. Netflix is what I've adapted to. But basically, I, you know, I, I find a show that I'm watching and then I watch it and then I move on to whatever else they have. And sort of, I watch more what they have more than saying, this is the show I want to watch and trying to hunt down, you know, where I might be able to find that show. Yeah, I and mean, it, that's the same way that it was whenever I was a kid was, you know, I, I wouldn't particularly wanting to watch Batman, but they showed every episode. And you know, when I was a kid, hey, I like Batman. So I, I'd sit down and watch it. And I mean, they played it, you know, each each episode the next day was the, the, the continuation. Yeah. But there's sort of a schedule there where you're like, all right, it's 2 o'clock now. I know that this is when Batman comes on, so if I want to watch Batman, I'm going to go watch it now. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things, you know. I don't think a lot of television shows back in the day had much structure as they do now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was more one episode is... It's a story. Is a story, and, you know... Not because they didn't think of the you know other options, but really because you know if with no ways to catch up, if you miss an episode and you needed that episode, then you know you're lost, and people might peter out of watching a show earlier than they would otherwise. Yeah, and that way you can also play them out of order. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. As um, and that that falls into like soap opera territory right there. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like that was another show I, I watched when I was a kid. 
because my mom loved it, was uh, Dark Shadows. See, back then I was at the whim of my mom. I had to watch what she wanted to watch. And she was a huge fan of Dark Shadows when she was a girl. Used to watch it. And it's basically a vampire soap opera. But for some fucking reason, since I watched it all the fucking time, I kind of became a fan of Dark Shadows. And then they made a movie, you know. Yeah, the Giant Depp one. And I was like, I kind of have to go see this because I know all these fucking characters. That's what, that was what was so crazy because I was like, they're making a Dark Shadows movie and everybody's like, what the fuck's Dark Shadows? I'm like, oh God, don't ask me that. Cause I know way too much about Dark Shadows. <laughs> Did your mom like that movie? Did she watch it? She absolutely hated it. Oh man! Did you Did you like it? I actually didn't see it because here's the reason. It's a stupid reason. I got jazzed up when I heard Dark Shadows. Uh huh. Thought they meant the show Dark Skies. Okay. Which was an X Files ripoff. But I got really excited thinking Dark Skies was coming back. And then when I when I found out that I didn't know anything about Dark Shadows, I just immediately gave up on it and never went back and haven't seen it. There's no real reason like to watch the movie you don't need to know anything about Dark Shadows. Because it really doesn't have much to do with it except there's characters that have the same names. Mm. But it it's so like it's so cheesy now because I had Dark Shadows on Netflix and when my mom found out about that, she started coming over to my house and watching <laughs> Dark Shadows on my Netflix. And I was like, really? We're going to go through this again? Because I watched a shit ton of Dark Shadows when I was a kid. I had to. And I don't know. Barnabas Collins, this fucking like vampire who he was locked up in the 1800s. And this, uh, this, this, uh, grave robber opened up his coffin and let him out. So they, they chained up his coffin so he couldn't get out. And now he's like, he's, he's trying to adapt to, being in the 1960s, you know, not not knowing what a fucking car is or anything like that. And they tried to do that with the movie, but make it more like a comedy. Um, while, you know, the, the original television show was not. It was a major drama. So what's your, what's your – that description – and to bring it back to Supernatural, what's the show that started a couple of years ago about, like, a guy and the Headless Horseman? It sort of has a Supernatural vibe. Sleepy um, Hollow? Yeah, Sleepy Hollow. Do you watch that at all? No. Wasn't there two shows that were like that? It was, like, Sleepy Hollow and something else. It came on at the exact same time, but it was on two different channels. Yeah, there was another show about it was about like something grim. Was it Brothers Grim or was it something about werewolves? Uh, grim is different. My mom was big into that show. I think it still comes on, but uh, Grim was it's it's very different. I tried watching it, and I couldn't get into it. I know my ex was big into it. Um, yeah, I watched a couple, but I I wasn't sold on it because they they made up fucking monsters. That was the thing. It was like uh, she she kept talking about Grim and. Like oh, there's the, what I, I saw them transform, and I'm like, what is it? is he a werewolf? No, he's not a werewolf. He's this. I'm like, I don't. What the fuck is that? You know that that's not a real thing. If they would have stuck to werewolves, vampires, you know, real lore, 
I would have yeah, been, I, I would have been fine with it. Course. Yeah, but it's yeah, I I couldn't get into Grimm. I, I I will mention this because my ex really wanted me to get into this show. It was called, and it still comes on, and, and everybody knows what it is. It's called Once Upon a Time. Oh, that that's actually pretty good. It it is now because I've been watching it again. Uh. I watched the first two seasons, and the entire time I was thinking this is an entire ripoff of Fables, um, except with like a more kid-friendly vibe. Yeah. And uh, I was like, it's okay. They're trying to draw it out a little bit too much, was my thing. And then we got into the third season. I just kind of like just wrote it off completely. But then I would watch The Walking Dead with my dad. But before The Walking Dead... I noticed that Once Upon a Time came on, and it was the season opener or whatever. And I watched it, and they introduced the three new villains, which is you know Ursula, Maleficent, and Cruella DeVille. And I was like, hey, I know these characters. This is kind of interesting. And I started watching it again, and holy shit, did I get fucking hooked on that again. Does it give you a bit of a Kingdom Hearts vibe? It, it, like it most together it most certainly does and my buddy chris who has been playing kingdom hearts at my place he was thinking wouldn't it be crazy if they introduced like fucking cloud strife to once upon a time i was like if they fucking did that i'd kill somebody <laughs> i was like all of a sudden you see fucking like sora rocking around <laughs> and i was like that just be so dumb i was like but these are disney characters that's the thing. It's like it's on CBS, and I think CBS is a affiliate to Disney. So it's not outside the realm of possibility. Or ABC. I don't know what fucking. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like Cruella Deville is a villain from One Hundred One Dalmatians, which is a Disney property. The same way with yep. the Little Mermaid. I think the Little Mermaid is a folktale, but I think it's owned by Disney. I don't know. I really don't know how that license is working out. It's, it's, it's bad to think that I'm even talking about that show because I don't think I should like it, but I do like it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. I just I, I watched it and I was like, damn it, I know these characters and I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> I just wish they'd make like, I don't know, more mature shit sometimes. Like nobody dies. If they made Fables, the television show, and put it on HBO, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. So, I guess the closest thing I can get to a gritty version of something, and that's what that's another thing is everything's a joke now because everything's so gritty. You know, every every five seconds you see a gritty something. Yeah. Gritty Power Rangers thing that they showed, which was really dumb. So I don't. I don't know. That's where we started. I mean, Daredevil is clearly going for gritty, and it works. Yeah. And if and the if the other three shows that come out are like that, I will totally watch them. Yeah, even if they're not this tone, if they're this quality, I'm in. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, and I've been looking into Iron Fist because I think he's the next one they're gonna make, and I'm like, this character sounds kind of cool. 
I don't know Iron Fist. I've I, I've never read any of his stuff. I know he's he's a kind of a, a good friend of Daredevil's. So. Yeah, I want to I want to ask you one more question. I know you you mentioned when we started that you from episode one you liked it. Is that true? Yeah, I got into it with episode one. Yeah. Because I I watched the first episode or so and I wasn't immediately sold on it. I don't know. I, I guess I was still sort of expecting the origin story to play out normally. So, I, you know, I kind of had these reservations for the first episode or two. But I was really sold. And I don't remember if you guys mentioned this on the N4G podcast. But there was that one, like, long five-minute fight a couple of episodes in. Yeah. At the end of the episode where it's all – it's one camera shot. Yeah. That blew me away. That's totally that's totally an homage to old boy. Yeah, that that was the point where I was like, this show is cool. I, I I really like what they're doing with this. Yeah, it's that 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 was like, yeah. If you've ever seen Old Boy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it, both versions of it. They do it in both uh, in the American version and in the um, I think Korean. Version. I don't know what what country that originated from. Yeah, they actually they also had a real cool shot like that in Firefly, where they went through basically the whole ship in one shot. Yeah, I've been flirting with the idea of going back and watching Firefly, but I'm afraid to. <laughs> I'm afraid that that's gonna not hold up at all. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen it recently. But I've seen those episodes six or seven times each, and I've never felt like they were starting to age. I watched it when it aired, and then it came out on DVD. And when I lived with my old roommate, like back in late 2009, I watched them again, and I remember the CG being horrible. And now I don't want to go back. <laughs> like I, I, I was. I wouldn't. I was not a diehard fan of that show, like everybody else is apparently. Um, but I thought I was like, yeah, this is a fun show. That was the thing. I was like, this is fun. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is this is my kind of Star Wars. So I that was that was my thing, and I know I, that's blasphemous. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars. I'll watch them. You know, that's the thing. I don't think they're bad movies. I th- Well, I take that back. I think the second... Episode 2 is fucking horrible. I know everybody claims that Episode 1 is the worst Star Wars movie ever made. I'm sorry. That is not true at all. There is no redeeming qualities to Episode 2. I hated that. With a passion. I thought it was horrible. And it didn't have Duel of the Fates, which... Pretty much sold episode one. Well, that was the thing. I mean, there was redeeming qualities to episode one. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the the kid that played Anakin wasn't the greatest actor in the world. Jar Jar Beats was fucking lame. Yeah, sure. I I understand that. But there was was shit in there that was really cool. You know, Obi-Wan, badass. Uh, His his master, what was his name? Fucking, you know. Qui-Gon? Yeah, that uh, fucking Liam Neeson. Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, his his character was an absolute badass. I liked his character, you know. Darth Maul, great character. You know, that that big fight at the end, that was awesome. Yeah. 
And that, that like that was I, I thought that was really cool, you know. And they they because I I just recently watched those like about two years ago. I had never seen episode one, two, and three, uh, uh, and I watched them kind of back to back. I watched the one on each each night, and I was like, episode one, okay, all right, I'm into the. It, it kind of reintroduced me to Star Wars again. I was like, all right, I'm good with that. Episode two came out. I watched it. Oh my god, I absolutely hated it. It was. Anakin is a fucking whiny little asshole. And like there was not that much action in that movie. Episode three was pretty good. Yeah, I remember liking three. I, I haven't seen them in a long time because I've been waiting to buy them on Blu-ray. Um, But I remember at the time liking three the most of the new ones. Yeah, three three was the strongest out of them. Um, I, I, I liked... I liked seeing the downfall of Anakin Skywalker. That was that was the thing. It was like I it was it was fun to watch that. Um, there were a few slow moments in that one. Um, which don't get me wrong, there's slow moments in all of them. Uh, and uh, it, it's been a while since I've seen Episode Four or Five or Six. Um, in fact, I can hardly remember Episode Six. Hmm. I remember episode five pretty well, um, and four. Yeah, four, the, the, five, five, to me, five's the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like, had a really funny. Uh, I used to have a bunch of guys that I would play the Star Wars card game with, and I would drive down to Southern Illinois and play in like tournaments. Mm-hmm. And they had episode one cut that was basically here's. Here's the cut without all the annoying crap in it. And the movie was about an hour long, but it didn't have it didn't have one it didn't have one like cameo by Jar Jar Banks. He was cut completely out of the movie. Um and it didn't have any droids talking at all. They cut out every time where a droid has anything to say. And uh I don't know. I I don't know that that's a better cut, but it it is funny if you cut out everything that people don't like that it's about an hour long. Yeah. But yeah, I, I firmly believe episode two is the worst out of them all. I really hated that movie. Um, I, I have these weird things like, you know, I had never seen a Harry Potter movie before up until like two years ago. Yeah. Um, same here. Actually, I hadn't, I, I only started reading, uh, I guess now it was probably about three years ago that I started reading the Harry Potter series. And I read the whole series, and then I started watching the movies. Uh, I I watched them kind of a binge way. So my buddy Chris, which I talk about a good amount, he he's the one who's playing through the Kingdom Hearts games at my place. Um, he, has, he had them all on Blu-ray. And, you know, I've mentioned before, hey, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. He's like, well, here, just borrow mine. So I've been, I, I watched them all in probably a two weeks time. And I didn't like the first two movies. Mainly because I didn't think those kids could act worth a shit. <laughs> I, they didn't feel real. Um, but I was like, okay, they're, they're okay kids movies. That was the thing. I was like, you know, they have high production value, whatever. And I got really into the one where it was the competition. I can't remember which one that is. You, you asked me to, to name them and I can't tell you, but 
the one where it had the head fucking the the vampire from Twilight in it. Uh, that was one I got really into. I think it was Goblet of Fire, if I think, if, if I'm not, not mistaken. I got into that one. Um, the the one it was either that one or the one before. Which one was the one where they time traveled? Oh. Uh. Oh shit! I don't know. Yeah, that's either two or three. I thought how they handled that time traveling stuff. I think we've mentioned this before, but I think how they handled that time traveling stuff was actually kind of cool. I think it's the one yeah. of the worst examples of time travel ever. <laughs> I liked it. the 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 biggest thing is, and I think what your one of your issues was was that why the fuck don't they use that throughout the rest of the fucking series? Well, yeah, that's one of my. I have two big issues. That's one of them. Then if you're going to set it – like the other one, you know, to not go off on a crazy rant is just that they set it up to be – this is not the brilliance of 12 Monkeys where you realize that time – you know, spoiler. <laughs> for The reason I love 12 Monkeys as a time travel movie is normally the way it works is you, you go through time normally. Then you go back in time. And that's the first time that you've been back in time. Right. And then you can change things however. The brilliance of 12 Monkeys to me is at that point you realize that all of time is like one snapshot. And so whether you're going to travel in the past or travel in the past again or again, that all is experienced on the first pass through time. Whether you realize it or not, whatever, you can't change it, you know, whatever. Well, you can't change it because if you could have changed it, it would be changed. In already. Only, yeah. Already. There's no there's, – there's only one constant. Yeah, and, and there's no like first run, second run, third run like Groundhog Day, for example. Or Back to the Future. Yeah, or Back to the Future. And what Harry Potter – like Harry Potter sets it up where the first pass is normal until – the second person goes through. But that wouldn't have been there the first time. Like, you know, again, spoiler, when, when he sees the Patronus or whatever, and then in the end you realize that was him the whole time. You've not built a story strong enough to support that every possible thing that can have happened happened on the first pass. <laughs> so if you're going the normal time loop, you can't just... You can't just mix and match these things without thinking about them. And I also don't buy the argument that, oh, it's just for kids, you know. Oh, don't don't worry about it. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh, well, different strokes, I guess. I, I, I thought it was clever. That, that's just me, though. I think that's also an easy out. Oh, just, you know, travel. So and the-, the rest of the series... Not because it can't be, but because it's too easy of a crutch. Yeah. The 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 other thing, as far as the Harry Potter series goes, was that what was his name? Um, Dumbledore. No, no, the the the, the main bad guy, the villain. Uh, Snape or Voldemort. Voldemort. Uh. They had to gather the parts of Voldemort or he was tricking them into getting the parts for him so he could be resurrected kind of deal. 
there was yeah. mul- there was multiple things in that that big end for me. I think he's got like his soul is in different pieces. Yeah. And as long as his soul exists in any piece, then he can come back. And these are the are these the horcruxes? Yeah. Basically the the receptacles for each of the soul pieces. Uh, there was the, it, it was multiple things that were happening. So like they had all the wizards that were like holding people hostage and shit, like the evil ones. And I was like, okay, that's a rip off of Star Wars because they're the stormtroopers. And then having to get all the pieces of Voldemort back is is a rip off of basically Castlevania. Um, that's the whole time I was thinking that. And then Chris was watching the last few movies with me, and I, I paused the movie. I was like, wait a minute. This is totally like a ripoff of Castlevania 2. He's like, how so? I was like, because you got to gather the parts of Dracula in order to kill him for real. It's like that that was the thing was that they they separated Dracula, all his pieces, and spread them throughout the country. And now fucking Simon has to go and collect them all in order to remove the curse. And I was just like, this is – there was so many layers upon layers of like, these are all just rip-offs of stuff that's happened before. But I, it was all right. That was the thing. I was like, ah, these are all right. It, it was – to me, since I watched them so close together, seeing these fucking kids grow up, I was like, wow, this is crazy. And just, just seeing like them mature into adults. But then the very end where they were like – they were supposed to be like in their fucking 40s and they just like put fucking, put a fucking beard on somebody and, and CGI'd some fucking wrinkles on the people. I was like, God, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I left my ass off at that part. I'm surprised when big budget movies can't get that right. What, make, make somebody look old? Yeah, like Prometheus. I've never seen Prometheus. Uh how in this day and age, in a movie that has that kind of budget, do you not make an old person look like an old person? They did a pretty good job of making an old person look young with uh, Tron. With Jeff Bridges? Yeah. I mean, it looked, you could tell it looked kind of weird, but it was all right. I guess. Hell, I don't know. It was. It, it, I think it looked all right. Yeah, as in, you know, they, they, the same way with uh, the CG Paul Walker in the uh, the new Fast and Furious movie. Is this the part everybody's supposed to cry at? I, I guess they there was the they had the you could tell um the there I, th- I think you could tell that there was a few action scenes that that totally wasn't Paul Walker. It could have very well been a stunt double. I know they said they used their his brother for a few of them. Um. <laughs> But they, they, but they were mainly shots that were far away. Um, the the biggest thing was at the very end when they had the the final like the final send off. Um, you could tell that they were using a clip, reusing a clip over and over again. The way he, because it, it was just like how he turned and looked at somebody. It was like that. That's the same clip, almost. So I mean, they, they they worked it out the way they could. I think it was a very good send off for Paul Walker. Someday I'll catch up and watch those movies. Have you watched any of them? I've watched the first two. Okay. 
It's it's crazy. That series is insane. And that, that I think they should end it. That's the thing is like they 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 did a very good job of ending it in Furious Seven, and I think they should stop it. How do you end a movie series when every movie makes more and more money? That's true. Um, what they could do is is bring in a next generation of of uh, f- f- furious people. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's people. Yeah, that 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 that's the only way. And I think they introduced a couple of them in this that they could possibly do that. But I just I don't know. It's 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 very strange. How so go combat and have it be all their kids. Yeah, and th- that'd work. But that that'd totally work if they wanted to. So let you know, set it. I don't know, ten years later, some shit like that. But I don't. Know, it, it was interesting. I think that they they handled it. I don't think Furious Seven is the best movie out of all of them. In fact, Fast Five is the best one out of all of them. That Fast Five is basically the Avengers of the Fast and the Furious series. I mean, they get they get the all star team together for the first time, really, and 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 have it out. So that was that was the best one out of them all. Which I just I just got all of them on Blu-ray. Oh, nice! So I'm gonna have myself a nice movie marathon with my buddy Chris. So that that'll be fun. But yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that's the thing. You know, I, I wanted to bring up something because I've been talking about it before. Um, while we still have a little bit of time left, is I, I I've brought up the topic with a couple of people, including you. But small things, as as far as video games go, small things that we take for granted. And it's it pretty much all has to do with muscle memory and and structure of video games. So it, I started thinking about this a few years ago uh, when my ex-girlfriend, I was trying to get her into video games. She hadn't played video games since like the Super NES. She, she loved Donkey Kong Country. That was one of her favorite games. And... Um, I was like, well, you know, I'm a big video game player. This is a you know big part of my life. You know, I, I want to introduce you to some stuff. So I tried to get her into games. She couldn't get into them really. Uh, she she was a huge fan of Plants vs Zombies. I mean, fucking crazy about Plants vs Zombies. I sat her down on, on my PS3, and she 100 percented that fucking game. <laughs> Did every mission perfectly. I mean, it was weird. And then she played Costume Quest, the first Costume Quest. Did every single thing you could do in that game. Loved it. But I was like, okay, well, let's get into some more advanced things. You know, I was like, um, I, I made the mistake of sitting her down in front of Skyrim. Now, that that that's was this is when I started thinking about it because. We both grew up playing and evolving with games. And one of the biggest things I noticed with her when she was playing Skyrim 
was that she would move as far as like move forward. Then she would stop and then she would turn to look. Then she would move forward again, stop, turn. And I'm like, why are you playing like that? She's like, I can't figure out how to move and look at the same time. And I realized we grew up, you know, we may have started with a D pad moving, you know, left or right in Mario brothers, but we learned slowly how to control with two analog sticks to the point where it's fucking second nature now. Like I, I, I can, I can sit down and play a first person shooter and not even think about it moving forward and looking, you know, all that stuff. But for somebody who hadn't grew up with that stuff, it was very difficult to comprehend. Um, and I just, I found that fascinating because it was, it was a few things. Cause I, there was another instance where she, I, she was watching me play uh lollipop chainsaw of all fucking games. Um, and yeah, I was on the first mission. I just, I just got the game and I was on the first mission and I was pulling off combos. You know, I was doing combos and stuff like that. Real simplistic stuff. Now don't get me wrong. That game's not that difficult, but you know, I was, you know, hard attack, light attack, you know, all that stuff. I was getting it down. I was dodging and she was watching me play and she said, how are you a master at this game when you just got it? And I was like, okay, first off, I'm far from a master at this game. But then it, that made me think again. And I was like, you know, that it, it's interesting how you can sit me down in front of a game and just me, by me looking at it, I know kind of what to do. You know, it's the same way with like first person shooters. Practically every first person shooter, what is X or square going to do? Yeah. Right, what's, what's it going to do, Matt? jump no 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 the x is in like on the xbox controller or square on the on the ps4 controller in a first person shooter what does that button normally do Mm. come on you know this do i yeah You've played first person shooters before? No, I never played one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll give you a hint. When I'm playing a first person shooter, my thumb immediately goes over to the square button to reload my fucking gun. Almost guaranteed that's going to be the button to reload your gun. But like you said, with the X button on the PlayStation controller or the or the A button on the, uh, on the, or the, on the Xbox controller, the A button is always usually jump. You know, bottom button's always usually a jump button and stuff. Like, and, and it's small things like that. And I was like, it made me think just, it was, it's, it's weird how I, I get into these weird, like thought processes of trying to figure out this stuff. Cause I, w- I was trying to figure out what, to, if I could get her into games for one thing. And I was like, you know, that is kind of interesting how I I know what most of these buttons do, even if I've never played this game before, just because of how games are structured. But 
it's it, it's interesting how they structure those games based on repetition from other games. I mean, yeah, sure, you can change up the controls and stuff like that whenever you want to, but you know, for the most part, a lot of the when you want to run in a game, you usually you know click in the left stick. That's that you know that's usually what we know to run. I always thought it was just interesting, just just the thought process of it, of how you make a game, but also the thought process of how to play a game. Yeah, I mean, we do come with years of years of experience. Yeah, when you you can sit me down in, in front of Call of Duty, and I can pick it up within two 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 seconds, guaranteed. And you know, if I sat down, my ex. In front of Call of Duty, she wouldn't even know how to move properly, at least. And this it's all about you know just growing up with it and learning it and stuff like that. It, it was very interesting. Just it just made me think for a minute there, and I was like, huh, that'd be an interesting topic. But I it's it's one of those things where I'm just like I'm thinking out loud, so I, I don't know how to even discuss that. But it, it was just one of those things where I just, huh, I never thought of it that way, you know. Especially, yeah, I mean, it, it certainly is a thing that, that you don't think about until it becomes an issue. Like, when we started playing Metal Gear Solid 1, that first half hour was rough. Oh, God, yeah. No, that entire game was kind of rough. Yeah. That, that first shootout, uh, when you pick up the gun right after you let Meryl out of the, out of the cell. Yeah. Whoever out of the cell. Ah, that that first shootout was bad because all of a sudden I start like going back to my instinct and not what what I'm like planning. You know, I, I start to get rushed because all these enemies are rushing through that door, and all of a sudden I'm like crouching on the ground and I'm standing <laughs> up, and then I'm crouching on the ground and I'm standing up and they're shooting me in the head, and I'm just like, what is going on? I feel like I don't even know how to play a video game at the moment. <laughs> Because all of a sudden, you know, it, it 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 doesn't fit those normal like current gen expectations on how to play a game. Yeah, it's interesting to go back to that stuff. I'll tell you, one of the biggest things that, that burns me still sometimes is those older RPGs that when you die or fail something, you go back to the last save. Who boy. Thank God for checkpoint systems nowadays. Because I remember that, what was the, God, there was a game we did for Phoenix Down that, that drove me up a fucking wall. It was fucking Stalker. Stalker, yeah. I swear, I had to save after I shot a guy. I swear to God, that game drove me up a fucking wall. Because it was, I, I can't, I guarantee you I played five hours of that game and lost it. And throughout the throughout the course of beating that game, I guarantee you I lost over five hours of gameplay just because the game doesn't save. You have to save on your own. Even the world ends with you. Yeah, that 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 happened to me today. It pissed me the fuck off because I had, I went through multiple spouts of dialogue, fought you know a lot of enemies, leveled up. And lost probably about 30 minutes worth of playtime. I was like, fuck, I don't want to fucking do this. 
And this is, and I just had to tap through all the fucking dialogue and shit because I've already seen it before. Yep. I was just like, man, what did, what happened? But it, it, luckily, you, you unlock retry. <laughs> I was like, why didn't they have that from the beginning? Why did you have to unlock it? So I just, I don't know. It, 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 it's you know, it's small things like trying to go back to the old games that like like we do. I, ha- I have a full, I have a very bad feeling. That the Witcher, when we start that, we're gonna have to save every five seconds. Even on easy, I think even on easy, I I'm just saying because I don't think the Witcher has auto saves or has checkpoints and shit like that. Yeah, probably not. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There's still games like fucking Skyrim, same way. The only time Skyrim really saves is whenever you go through a door or load. You know, and there was plenty of times while I was playing Skyrim where I killed a shit ton of stuff and I, 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 I jumped up a mountain, you know, instead of me going around the mountain, I, I did the whole jumping thing, you know, and then no, I tripped and fell and, and, and broke my leg and died. Guess where I start back two hours ago, man, you talk about, there's been so many times I quit Skyrim just because I'm done with it because I just lost so much time. You know, it's, it's it's one of those things, man. You just, you, you got to have a hot key for fucking saving. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I think we've talked long enough. We've talked a lot about movies and television shows. And my yeah, Daredevil, uh, all building off of Daredevil. Yeah. That's a great show. Everybody needs to watch it. But uh, yeah. I think Are you we, done with it, by the way? I didn't actually – I don't know. Have you finished it? No, I'm on episode 10. Okay. Yeah, I think I just finished nine. It's um, it's pretty good. So – um, but yeah, I'm going to end it there uh, for the intermission. Yeah, we're, we're changing things up a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy us talk about The Witcher because I know we got a lot of listeners out there who have actually suggested The Witcher to us. So um, – if anybody out there was excited to hear about the world ends with you, don't worry, you will. Just don't know when exactly. But uh, I do appreciate everybody listening. And uh, if you'd like to contact us, you can uh, go through Twitter. I'm at DML Fury and Matt is at REMGS. You can also follow the podcast itself. It's at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Um, and you can also send us an email. It's uh, Drew at ZTGD.com. I'll read them on the show. Uh, talk to us about The Witcher. Uh, I don't know how far we're going to play for the next episode. Um, I, we we planned this right five minutes before we started recording this. So we're going to have to – I'll have to do a little bit of digging tomorrow and, and start a new email chain for that. Um. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for us. I hope you enjoyed us talking about uh, movies and television and reminiscing a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's I guess all we got to mention. Uh, we're gonna play through The Witcher now. That's man, we we're really good at committing to stuff, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah that's uh, that's that's it we're going to be uh 
We're going to, we're going, I'm excited now. That's the thing is like, I'm, uh, I was, I was slightly excited to play the world ends with you, but now I'm really excited to play the Witcher. Yeah. And again, as I mentioned also, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying and excited to play the world ends with you, but between these two games, the Witcher is the one I want to play right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and whether, whether I will have any chance of playing the first and the second one before the third one comes out, I don't know, but I think the Witcher deserves to be played. Oh, absolutely. So that's what we're going to do. And there's one other thing since this, uh, this episode will go out, uh, this Friday, uh, Tuesday, there is, uh, an, uh, obviously the PlayStation store updates. This is a very important one. Uh, I need to stress this to people because I, I am a huge advocate of this game. I've played through it twice, and I'm going to repurchase it again on the PlayStation. Uh, and that's a game called Shovel Knight. Everyone listening, do yourself a favor. Tuesday, Shovel Knight comes out on PSN, on PS4. Buy that game. You will not be disappointed, I swear to God. Uh, but that's, yeah, that, there's my little shield. I'm, I'm a corporate shield for uh, Yacht Club Games. Just so everybody knows, but no, uh, it, it is a fantastic game and I highly suggest everyone pick it up. Um, but that's, yeah, that, that, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but we will be back next week, uh, to talk about the, uh, the first part of The Witcher. Until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. I hope you guys have a great week and uh, we will be back next week with, uh, the first part of The Witcher. Mm-hmm.